0: You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee.
1: And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's October 18th.
0: A new California law will delay when most public middle and high schools start classes. Middle schools will be required to start at 8 a.m. or later, and high schools will start no earlier than 8.30. The idea behind this shift is to improve educational outcomes by helping students get more sleep. Wendy Troxel, a sleep researcher here at RAND, discussed the problem of teens' lack of sleep in a TEDx talk from 2016. Early school start times are part of the problem, she says. Forcing kids to get up so early is, quote, pitting teenagers and their parents in a fundamentally unwinnable fight against their own bodies. Here's Troxel.
2: Around the time of puberty, teenagers experience a delay in their biological clock, which determines when we feel most awake and when we feel most sleepy. This is driven in part by a shift in the release of the hormone melatonin. Teenagers' bodies wait to start releasing melatonin until around 11 p.m., which is two hours later than what we see in adults or younger children. This means that waking a teenager up at 6 a.m. is the biological equivalent of waking an adult up at 4 a.m. Now, on the unfortunate days when I have to wake up at 4 a.m., I'm a zombie, functionally useless. I can't think straight. I'm irritable. And I probably shouldn't be driving a car. But this is how many American teenagers feel every single school day.
0: Troxel is also one of the authors of a RAND study that explores the economics of school start times. The findings show that delaying the school bell until 830, like California high schools are doing, could deliver big economic gains the authors estimate this change could boost California's economy by about $1.1 billion after two years. After 10 years, that economic gain would be more than $10 billion. And if schools started later across the entire country, it could contribute $83 billion to the U.S. economy within a decade. These gains would come from improved academic and professional performance by students, as well as lower rates of car crashes. So how exactly would this lead to billions of dollars? Previous estimates show that one additional hour of sleep, on average, can increase the probability of high school graduation by 13.3% and college attendance rates by 9.6%. Ultimately, these factors affect the jobs that adolescents are able to get as adults and, in turn, affect how much they contribute to the economy. And when it comes to car accidents, around 20% of related fatalities involved a driver that was impaired by sleepiness, drowsiness, or fatigue. These crashes, and young adults dying prematurely from them, have negative effects on the future labor supply. Experts have long regarded sleep deprivation among adolescents as a public health epidemic, It's associated with numerous adverse outcomes, including poor physical and mental health, behavioral problems, suicidal thoughts and attempts, and attention and concentration problems. And now, studies like RAND's have revealed that there are significant economic implications as well. New school start times in California will be implemented by the beginning of the school year in 2022. Once they're in place, we may see firsthand the benefits of teens getting more sleep.
1: Britain and the European Union reached a Brexit agreement yesterday, the first under Prime Minister Boris Johnson, but it's not a done deal. On Saturday, the agreement will be voted on by Parliament, which has already rejected three Brexit proposals by Johnson's predecessor, Theresa May. If this latest deal is voted down, Johnson will have to ask the EU for an extension, or secure Parliament's approval to crash out of the EU without a deal. With yesterday's news, the chances of a no-deal Brexit are arguably lower, but this scenario is still a possibility. Rand research shows that the UK is likely to be economically worse off outside of the EU under most plausible scenarios, but a no-deal Brexit would be particularly damaging. According to our findings, leaving the EU without a deal would reduce Britain's GDP by about $140 billion over 10 years.
0: Last year, RAND held a national security conference in which every expert was a woman. The conference inverted the all-too-common MANL. That's a panel that includes only men. But this event wasn't marketed as a woman's conference. For good reason. RAND's Caroline Baxter and Elizabeth Bodine Barron explain that focusing on the sex of panelists prevents the national security community from valuing the voices of women as implicitly as it does those of men. The success of the RAND event showed that an all-woman security conference can be just as popular as any mannel, and keeping the focus exclusively on the speaker's expertise, not their sex, helps guarantee that good result. A famous anecdote about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg illustrates this point. At an event in 2017, she was asked when there would be enough female justices on the Supreme Court. Ginsburg replied, when there are nine. She pointed out that there had been nine men, and nobody ever raised a question about that. In other words, the goal isn't to stack the court with women because they're women— the goal is to change the culture so that an all-female Supreme Court wouldn't raise an eyebrow. That's what Baxter and Bodine Baron want to see in the national security field, too. A culture where inviting a woman to speak on a panel requires as little forethought as inviting a man. Quote, Women must be freed of the baggage of being women scholars and women policymakers. Instead, women must be given that most significant form of respect. Just call us experts.
1: Lack of physical activity is a growing challenge in the U.S. In fact, most Americans report spending their daily leisure time watching screens. They devote only a small fraction of that time to physical activity—24 minutes for men and 14 minutes for women. The explosion of streaming apps like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu is likely contributing to this problem, says Rand's Deborah Cohen. According to the Motion Picture Association of America, TV and movie views have more than doubled between 2014 and 2018. Let's face it, most of us have binge-watched a TV series in one sitting at some point. I know I have. Part of the reason it's so easy to keep watching is because after each episode, the next episode is immediately available. But Cohen has another idea, a way for these same streaming services that keep us glued to our devices, to be part of the solution. Why not add a pop-up after an episode to remind viewers that sitting more than 20 to 30 minutes at a time may not be good for health, and that it's important to move around to avoid chronic diseases. A narrator could ask viewers to treat themselves to an activity break. It could be as simple as a reminder to stand up and stretch, or maybe give viewers the option to play a more vigorous workout video. When it comes to being active, Cohen emphasizes that something is better than nothing. Screen time among Americans averages three hours a day, so with just three 10-minute exercise breaks, people could easily meet the National Physical Activity Guidelines. And that could go a long way toward preventing a variety of metabolic diseases, including diabetes, reducing inflammation, and lowering the risk of heart disease. So, this weekend, when that episode of whatever you're watching ends and your favorite streaming service invites you to watch another, consider getting up and moving around before you dive back in. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. See you next week.